Hello and welcome back to the Daily Royal, a podcast that covers the daily events of all the European royal families. Well, six of them. Today we are talking about the events from March 1st, 2022. So, as I mentioned yesterday, um, there are a good bit of things that were happening today, uh, well, on the 1st. Um, so today's episode is actually going to be a little bit longer, which is possibly exciting, possibly not, depending on how you feel about it. I am personally excited that there were like things yesterday, things to watch, things to focus on, things to talk about. That was very, very nice for me. Um, so we are going to start with the Belgian Royal family. Again, we're still keeping things super duper casual around here in terms of what I'm, um, doing in terms of editing and things like that. That is staying pretty chill, um, until I am in a place, which will hopefully be soon, to really focus on the rest of this. So, like, social media and editing sounds and all of those things. That is coming. Um, I have a feeling that is coming as I am just kind of winding down from a really busy season at work, um, and settling into some more structure. So in Belgium yesterday, uh, King Philippe visited the headquarters for the Ministry of Defense in Belgium. Um, this was to receive an update on the ongoing situation in Ukraine. Um, for some reason, this is like really hard to talk about without talking about what's going on in Ukraine. Um, like I just wanted to like tell you all the things, right? But like I promised myself and you guys yesterday that I wouldn't do that. Um, so he was there receiving an update on Ukraine, Belgian relation, like the way Belgium is going to be handling this from a defense standpoint, which is obviously different than how like the foreign minister is going to handle, or yeah, like the diplomat, diplomatic solutions that are being tried, um, in terms of sanctions and all of that stuff. So this was very specifically focused on like the military operations that are happening in Ukraine and what Belgians defense is going to do, can do, won't do, but has, you know, lead up to do things like that. Um, it is obviously something that basically every single world leader is doing right now. Um, meeting with their militaries, meeting to figure out every single contingency. I know here in the U S we are in a different, like nuclear readiness, uh, which is horrifying. Um, and so like things like that are just happening right now. So this was kind of that situation, just making sure, keeping up with what's going on. So that is what King Philippe was doing. There were no other events going on in Belgium. However, oh my goodness, in the UK, you guys, I talk about three families, like three, the three tiers of adults, that are in the line of succession and every single one of them had an event. I was floored with excitement. Um, so Queen Elizabeth was back to holding a virtual audience. 
she received the new ambassadors from Andorra and Chad in a virtual audience um, to receive their letters of credence. Um, so this is, I think, the first time she's really been back to work since her diagnosis of COVID. Um, I don't think we ever actually saw her while she was on, quote, light duties. Um, there were tons of reports, and I don't usually go- talk about, like, these gossipy reports or, like, anything like that, but there were reports that she was at Windsor and spent some time, um, with some of her family, like, after she was out of isolation, so that was great. Um, it was just really exciting to see her back, um, for obvious reasons. Um, the queen getting COVID is terrifying. I I didn't like it. Um, so that is what she, what Queen Elizabeth was up to. Um, the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall visited Southend on the Sea, um, which is a new city in England. Um, it received its patent letters yesterday. Um, so from the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall on behalf of the Queen, the city of Southend by the or Southend on the Sea or Southend on Sea, um, rather was officially chartered yesterday. Um, this was done. Things are about to get real sad about something that isn't Ukraine, and then we're gonna go back to Ukraine in a second. Um, the this is a really exciting thing for the city. This is also born out of a incredibly sad story. So the city was created as a city um, to honor um, a minister, a minister, a governing official, um, a British MP who was brutally murdered. Um, assassinated by a lone wolf ISIS person who had been radicalized, um, into the Islamic State. Um, this was in October of 21, so I am sure that I maybe talked about it. I actually don't really remember talking about it in a great amount of detail, um, because, because at the time, I don't think that enough information had really come out. Um, now, obviously, it has, um, and it is atrocious, was atrocious, is atrocious, um, but he, as an MP, was fighting for this and fighting for this his city to become, or his home, basically, to become a city, um, and that is done now. So, at the special council meeting that Charles and Camilla attended, Charles obviously gave a speech congratulating the city, um, but in a wider context, talked about ongoing threats to our democracy and just democratic values, I guess. It's not even our democracy because, like, we all have different democracies. But, like, the attack on democratic values from 
lots of different ways. Um, he called out the situation in Ukraine specifically. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't watched it, um, kind of in a self-protection reason. Um, but he definitely, if he did not call out Vladimir Putin by name, uh, definitely made allusions to how horrible the situation is, um, and how wrong it is and how (laughs) it's just so senseless. Um, and so Charles really talked about that in his speech. And of course, under the guise of like, the city is being created because of an attack on democratic status and democratic values and like a democratically elected person. Um, and so that was what the conversation was about. Um, now the city was celebrating and it was a very, very happy occasion. Um, but of course there are these, all these dark elements behind it, right? Like it's just really difficult. Um, so that is what the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall were doing. Um, and then in Wales, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge were visiting Wales for St. David's day. Um, St. David is a, is, um, was someone who lived and worshipped and worked in Wales um, and did a lot of conversions from um, kind of Celtic tradition into Catholicism. or And then now it has, you know, Catholicism is no longer the church in the UK. Um, I mean, there are still Catholic churches, I presume by this point, but it was not for a while, um, but did a lot of, uh, just converting people and spreading the works of the church. Um, and so this is like a widely celebrated holiday. It's not like an official public holiday, but it is widely celebrated um, in Wales. And so they were visiting to ensure, um, just, I don't know, you know, fun reasons, honestly, because people can, we can visit places again. Um, not really, but like kind of, and temporarily I expect by winter we won't be able to again, but it's March, you know, things are kind of easing a little bit. Um, as they do in the spring and summer. Um, also, can you guys believe we've been doing this pandemic thing for like almost exactly two years? Crazy town. Um, so they visited, um, a couple of different locations in a city in Wales. Um, first they started out at a farm, like a really cute, um, family farm. I don't think it's small, but like it's cute. Um, family-run farms are adorable, no matter how small or big they are. Um, and I think that, um, I don't know, there were some really cute baby goats, you guys. Like, there were some really cute baby goats. I was, like, just into the farm nature of the, the day. I was really into it. I liked it. Um, but then they also continued on their day, 
Um, they visited a local market and a community hub um, just to learn about the different ways that the communities are, uh, community is coming together to support each other in, in different ways throughout um, various areas. So I thought that was really, really cool. Apparently, my dog is losing her patience. Um, to be fair, this is typically about the time that we're wrapping up, and we are basically done. Um, we're halfway done in terms of families, but there weren't a lot of things in Norway or Sweden. So, um, in Norway, um, I apologize, this one is going to take me a, a hot minute to talk through, um, because I, like everybody else, am emotional and sad and scared about the situation in Ukraine and this is very much uh targeting that. So um yesterday Crown Prince Akun and Crown Princess Metamarit uh attended a church service that was basically a prayer service for peace um in Ukraine. And I don't know why, but this for some reason, is a thing that brings me sadness, but also comfort. I am not religious by any stretch of the stretch of the imagination, so I'm not sure like why this brings me uh, comfort, but it does. Um, that's something that I'll dig into when we're not, you know, constantly thinking if we're gonna go to war or not. Um, it just, for me, and for, I'm sure, a lot of people, um, obviously the situation in Ukraine is horrible and terrifying, and the more you watch, the more it's just the worst thing you've ever seen in your life, <laughs> um, and like... I'm of an age where I fully remember 9-11, um, and this, maybe it's because I'm an adult now, but this is not as, this is much worse to watch. Um, much worse to watch. And I think the way that the global community is coming together for the most part in support of Ukraine, the Ukrainian people, and just for peace and world, world order in general feels really good to see that. Um, I hate why it's happening. I know it's going to go away at some point, and I hate that. But, like, right now, we're living in this bask of, like, a global community again. And we did this in COVID, and, like, where the whole world was doing the same thing at the same time. We were all fighting COVID together. And now we're all in this state about Ukraine um, even flipping Switzerland, which has been neutral and ongoingly not really saying much 
about what's going on from Putin and Russian aggressors in the Ukraine um, has stepped in for the first time in like 500 years of neutrality has stepped in. Um, It's a really, really important thing that's happening and it is recognized when you see members of the royal families going to a church service to pray for peace, going to meetings upon meetings with foreign ministers, defense ministers, etc., to make sure that they are informed. Uh, protests from people in the streets of all of these cities, like, it's a big deal what's happening. Um, and I, I would, I will just say this, if I were Vladimir Putin and I wanted Soviet domination again under the guise of his leadership, I would look at the rest of the world and how we are responding to him invading a country that we respect because it is a democratic country, it is an independent country, it is a country that is trying and trying and trying to come out of their Soviet awfulness, um, that we have zero obligation to protect in terms of world order obligation, but we're doing it anyway. I'd be very scared if I were him. I'd be very afraid of how much the global community is coming against him. And this was just another feather in that cap of how much the world wants this to not be happening and wants peace, not only for Ukraine, but for global world order. Full stop. I just think it was an amazing thing. Um, And so obviously it's also emotional and all of those things, but it is one of those things that to Norway's people, you know, they're seeing this, they're already in the streets, they're already protesting this war, they're already doing what they need to do, but then you have an additional element of like, they are also stopping and calming and praying for peace. I'll take it. So that is what was going on in Norway. Um, And then we are going to completely switch gears from Ukraine and sad things and all of that now to Sweden, where Queen Sylvia delivered two virtual speeches yesterday, um, both with the World Childhood Foundation that she founded. Um, One went to the Mobile World Congress in Barcelona, which is the second day in a row we are talking about this. Um, And it was a event, I think that Childhood hosted or created at the world congress at the mobile world congress to talk about child trafficking with internet laws and cell phones and a lot of the unsafe practices that children do that predators prey on um and count on children doing um to traffic small and teenage children um for reasons um So that was 
her first speech. Her second speech was to the um, World Expo, where there was a conference going on on rare diseases. Um, and so she sent a virtual greeting to that conference as well, um, as she is like a supporter of the Swedish. I don't know. She's a supporter of helping in research and such for rare diseases. So that is what was going on in Sweden. You guys, we had a 20 minute episode. I'll take it. We've been having some really short episodes. Not that I'm opposed, but also like just very excited in general. Um, so today is actually my last day of work for a four day weekend. It's now a three day weekend. It's okay. Um, and so I will possibly putting be putting out episodes later. I may get ambitious and record tonight and Thursday night. That way I can sleep in a little bit. We'll see what happens. So just know that you will have episodes for me at some point on Thursday and Friday. They may be at midnight Eastern time or 6, 7 a.m., 8 a.m. Eastern time. We will see. But with that, I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday.